Welcome to A Seed in the Ground podcast, a podcast about my life and how it relates and or differs to others, about how me, a Bible-believing, Jesus-following, Black, Latino, New Yorker, born and raised, deals with many different issues on a day-to-day. By following the Holy Spirit, also known as God, I gain the wisdom and guidance from where my view is inspired. My hope is that this podcast will sit well with your soul and that you will be encouraged, blessed, and be able to see things from a different perspective. Thank you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. My name is Leo Jimenez, and this is a Seed in the Ground podcast. Thank you once again for listening. I truly appreciate it. This is my first episode, and I'm just grateful that God has given me this platform to speak out about some issues and to show some different points of view through the lenses of the Holy Spirit and and just how he relates to me and how I relate to you all and and uh, just similarities and differences. And so I just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I have a voice and I'm using this platform as a voice. Um, for those who feel like their voices aren't heard, um, this is that platform. And so thank you guys once again. Anyway, I'm gonna start off with this analogy. Or rather, this depiction of someone out there. So something is off. Weird. Irregular. Abnormal. Just different. You look around and notice that everyone around you is able to sync together and follow the norms in society. Certain people go to a certain church. Certain people go to a certain school. Certain people work in certain work environments, certain jobs. Certain people live in certain places in town. And certain people follow these norms from the beginning of their life until they die. Some people don't even leave a certain part of their town their entire lives but you you're different you're different why is that you're different you deviate from what is standard and what is expected you don't do the normal thing you You change. Or rather, you think differently. Why is that? Some of these same things were told to me as I was growing up. You are different. You speak different. Or some of my favorites, you speak like a white person. Man, I used to have so many insecurities based upon that 
in itself. I mean, as a kid from New York, growing up in a predominantly Hispanic black neighborhood where people talked, you know, with slang and and and, and people sagged their pants and and um the norm was this hip hop culture. When I would speak with a proper quote unquote white voice people would laugh or even when I would you know not sag my pants or just not not want to do the same things that I I would see everybody else do it was weird I didn't have the so I grew up I didn't have the uh the freshest Nikes or or Jays or or anything like that I was hmm, I wasn't poor but I wasn't rich either and I believe I didn't wear those things one because my father was just not willing to pay all this money for a pair of uh, sneakers that I was probably going to outgrow anyway but two just understanding the 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 way Nike or even Jordan how unethical they were and how they didn't even pay their workers um, to manufacture and make these sneakers paying them probably like two cents um, versus how much you're actually paying for it and the, even the, to the environments that Nike and Jordan uh, the, the Nike brand was under my dad couldn't support that at least at that time I don't know it's probably different now probably wears Jordans and maybe not Jordans but maybe Nikes but anyway all that to say I did not grow up like every other Dominican his uh, black Dominican uh, in school or in, in, in New York um, and so when I would come across another anomaly I would always stop and pause and be like hey you're kind of like me too kind of like that moment in uh, I don't know who's who hasn't seen Spider-Man into the multiverse but um, that moment where Peter Parker meets Miles Morales and they're like oh you're like me it's kind of like that when I see another person who doesn't just go with the status quo. Now, let me clarify what I mean by that. So I grew up with two Dominican parents, um, two immigrants, uh, and they're both Christians. So they, they believed in, in the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And they believed that salvation uh, was made and came through Jesus. Um, that he died for our sins and rose again. And through that, he took the, the, the burden and he paid the, he paid the price for our sins so that we sinful human beings could repent accept Jesus 
and through Jesus be able to once again commune with the Father. But anyway, I grew up with these two type of parents where not I didn't see a lot of kids grow up going to church. But guess what? Every Sunday, loaded up the van, the minivan, and guess where we was heading? Church. I, I'm so grateful that I was a part of that. I think that some of those, culturally, some of those things are still, um, some of those wantings to be um, in church on Sunday morning is still instilled in me. Um, for the right reasons, not for the sake of I just want to go to church, but for the right reasons of actually wanting to be in community with other believers and and wanting to be in the house of God, right? And to 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 encounter God in communion, right, with with other people. And so I thank God for that because also uh, just being in church, you know. Uh, just going back to that, quoting that that scripture where it says, train up a child in the way that they should go and they should not depart from it. And so just having those things instilled in me at a young age, those those life lessons, those using wisdom, the, reading the Proverbs, reading, um, having my father uh, make me and my other siblings. I'm one of five, by the way, um, making um, me and my siblings read scripture and, and and read passages and and try to dissect it and having devos and 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 prayer time and um uh even praying as a family before we would go out um just on a day-to-day basis go to work go to school um those things are still instilled still instilled ha, in me to this day i mean it, and and i'm i'm very grateful to my parents so so shout out to my both of my lovely parents Lewis and uh Noemi Jimenez for just loving on me and and my my siblings and showing us who God was through them not perfect but showing them showing us that we can go to God with our imperfections anyway through that I was you know I was uh, labeled uh, either church boy, um, you know, uh, square. Um, I don't know, like sometimes I would hear corny, you know, um, and that and that even translated into when I wanted to have relationships. You know, you would you would see um, I would have girls that would be like, oh, you're such a nice guy. And, and and just having this bad connotation behind these labels, right? Because when you when you have these labels like, oh man, you man, you're so you're so nice or you're so religious or you're so this and I, I, I would always counter it because of the insecurity of because of the insecurity of saying like Oh, you're putting me into this box. And I would be like, nah, but I'm not in a box. Like I I yes, I, I go to church. And yes, I I um am a nice guy. I want to do good. But that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. 
And that doesn't mean that I can only see something from this point of view. Like I, that doesn't mean I don't listen to hip hop to, you know, I, I could pr- I probably listen to the same things that you listen to. Maybe not to the same degree. Probably watch some of the same shows. Probably can relate at the same type of level to you, but anyway, enough about about that. I I, I just wanted to make that connection as to being an anomaly. I know that there's some of you out there that are anomalies. You you are doing it in in a different way. You're doing life in a different way. You're creating your own lane. And I want to encourage you guys out there, you guys, gals, whoever you, whomever you are, keep doing it. Somebody else is watching and saying, man, that's another way. Like, I, I don't have to be like, you know, the way society is trying to fit me into a box. Like, oh, you're a fast runner. So that means you're just a runner. That means you have to, you know, you're, you're, um, every, every waking moment is to run. But what if I want to write? What if I like writing as well? What if I like this as well? And don't don't get me wrong. I'm not... I feel like everyone's purpose is unique. And no one should just stick to something just for the sake of sticking to something. Like, I feel like there's a divine purpose for every single one of us. And I would say, as a Christian, pray on it. You know, listen to the Holy Spirit. Let him guide you to where you need to go. But it doesn't mean that just because you pray and then you're you're asking for guidance that you're going to get to your destination immediately. Because, in fact, I don't think it's about a destination. I think it's about the journey. Continue to walk this walk and this journey. And you will see God through every single revelation and season that comes up. Anyway. Anomaly, anomaly, anomaly. Um, I mean, what is anomaly? Definition. Um, I looked up. I looked up the definition. It says something that deviates from what is standard, normally or expected, or something different, abnormal, peculiar, or not easily classified. Man, that's it's pretty good. I feel like it just you know further uh expresses how how um someone can be unique. But to some to some instead of embracing that uniqueness, some will look at an anomaly and say someone who's just weird and needs help and um you need to get your priorities straight um and to that i say there's some truth to that cuz there i feel like yes if you if you are different if you are different you should always have your priorities straight but anyway, if you are different and you are and you think differently and you do things differently, 
I do think that there should be some type of some type of common ground you should have with someone. There's got to be someone that can relate to you. Or even if they can't relate to you, they can point you to someone who can. I feel as though we are not that far off uh, from each other that we can't connect. Funny enough, I was watching uh, I was watching The Lion King uh, yesterday. Yesterday being the 29th and July 29th. And and uh, in The Lion King, it was speaking. Uh, Mufasa was speaking about how his father um, was speaking about the, the circle of life and, and, and telling him how we are all connected, how one thing affects the other, one person affects the other, and so on and so forth, and, and it's the circle of life. Um, and I kind of agree, I agree with that. I, I like that analogy, um, even though this is a, a, a Disney movie. Um, I think there's truth to that. We, you know, your uniqueness and your part in society touches someone else. And your giftings, the reason why you have your giftings is not just for you. You don't have your giftings just so you can have them and and, and close them. But to share with others and, and that doesn't mean or well, what I mean by share with others I don't mean by you have to like if you're a uh, if you're a singer and you know you have this gift to, to sing and, and 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 go out there that doesn't mean that it's this one thing I feel like this one thing of just singing on a big stage and having so many crowds of people listen to you but I feel as though if you are a singer and you love to sing and this is a gifting that you've been given, do it. But don't let society tell you how to do it, if that makes sense. Because I feel like society wants to tell you, yeah, you know, and in fact, I've heard this so many times because I, I, I'm also gifted with, with singing. If you do know me, you know that I'm a singer and if... Um, if not, now you know. Um, and society tells you, or wants to tell you, oh, if you're a singer, then um, either one or two things. They they say, oh, if you're art artistic, if you're a singer, you'll never make it. Because what are the odds of you actually making it? And then if you, and from the artistic crowd, they'll say, oh, you're a singer. Why isn't your voice doing this? Why aren't you, like, you should bring your voice here. They'll, so they tell you... Uh, They'll, they'll want to know or they'll want to tell you where to bring your voice and what to do with your voice. And so the biggest thing that I've gained, here's my perspective on this, is the biggest thing that I've gained is that as I'm learning and growing about myself and learning about God, I'm learning that I'm not, letting, I'm not gonna let anyone define 
how I do something, what I, uh, which way I do, uh, how I do something, and and which which way I go, what path do I choose? Because we get so caught up in the the extra voices, and then I think these distractions um, can lead you astray. I think the biggest thing is not necessarily following your heart, but I think it's, for me, is listening clearly to uh, the Holy Spirit. And then sometimes I think that just means being still. I was talking with a friend about this the other day, about how, especially as a New Yorker, and in America and around the world, people are so caught up in doing things. You gotta do this, you gotta do this, you come, you gotta do this. When does anybody have time to be still? The Bible speaks about, or God says, be still and know that I am God. And I feel like he said that for a reason. You know, uh, back in the in, in the Old Testament, the Israelites got to experience and see so many different signs and wonders. They got to see the miraculous happen right in front of them. Yet immediately after these said miracles, they would forget who God was. And as they forget, they turn away from it, right? Because they just want to see, they just want to do, do, do. They wanted to do something and it felt like they couldn't just rest in God. So God, God speaks on this and says, be still and know that I am God, right? Like God, being in his presence and being with him enables us and empowers us to go forth and do what he's gifted us to do and what he's called us to do, right? And so if you are this person who is an anomaly, who feels like you are an odd man, you're you're the outcast, you cannot fit in with society, I feel like that's a good thing. Or rather, I know that's a good thing. You're like that for a reason. Something bugs you. Something is different. Some detail about you makes you stop and wonder. Makes you stop when you see something that shouldn't happen. You see something going a certain way. You have to stop and recognize because I believe that those people who are like that they see it from a different point of view. They see it like that because somebody else is seeing it like that. And they can't keep going this the way other people are going. They have to stop and do it that way so that somebody can see that path. Like I said earlier, somebody can see that path and walk behind them and be encouraged by them and be strengthened by them and, and be empowered by them. You're made like that for a reason. Anomaly. You know who was the biggest anomaly? Jesus. 
Good old Jesus was the biggest anomaly, man. This dude would walk around, walk around doing miracles. And there were so many times where Jesus would, would, would do these miracles and the people would expect him to, or even his disciples would expect him to pretty much do what they thought as uh, the Messiah would do, right? They thought he would come in on a white, you know, a white horse, come in and rule the kingdom, over, overthrow the, 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 the powers that be at that time, and rule the nation, rule the world for the benefit of the Jews, right? Wrong. He actually come came humbly to Mary and Joseph. Came humbly as a baby. Grew up humbly. Didn't do any type of ministry except for the only recollection uh, which he was at 12, which is another anomaly because he, he goes to the... Uh, he goes for that festival for the three days and he's he's over there instead of just learning from the uh priests that were there the the um the 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 priests that were there he starts teaching them that's how an that's how much of anomaly he was and then when he gets older um 30 to be exact that's when he begins his ministry so it took him 30 years before he started his ministry and his ministry lasts three years Anomaly. So he 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 did work. He did work um, as a carpenter's son and as a carpenter for those you know growing up. Um, uh, in Jerusalem, right? So it's just funny how even you know if you are a Christian, our Lord and Savior literally didn't do it the way we thought he would come and do it because if you think about god you think about like oh man like if god is god wouldn't he come down and just like you know like the superhero movies just come down like thanos and just snap his fingers things are done people don't exist people do evil people don't exist good people stay alive like doesn't that make sense isn't that what isn't that what we think there's, so there's the, 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 the few arguments that's out there Like, hey, if, you know If God is God, why doesn't he just You know, um, what, what, what makes the world better, right? What makes people better? Give them more knowledge, right? I feel like the earth is its most This, this generation is at, at its most smartest it's ever been Yet people are still hurt People still hurt people. People still, you know, um, discriminate. People still, you know, murder, steal, you know. And people are educated. So is more education necessarily the answer? No, I think it's... Honestly, I, I, I believe that it's love and truth and when Jesus walked around he walked around spitting love and truth which is why he he says uh, many of what what uh, Jesus would say or do offended people 
offended the, 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 the Pharisees. They thought of him as a threat. Because he was doing things, for instance, the, Sabbath, the, uh, the, the Jews, they had a, um, a law about the Sabbath and, and how the Sabbath, you are not to do any type of work. None. And when Jesus came, he saw someone, he saw someone who was sick. I'm paraphrasing, but you can definitely look look in the scriptures for yourself. He looks in and he's like, I'm going to help this person. This person needs help. But they consider that work. And on top of that, when you help someone who is sick, when in, in those uh, times, if you were sick, you were known to be unclean. And so when you touch someone that's unclean, you then become unclean. But Jesus, when he touches the, you know, the, the sick person, he doesn't become unclean because he is still God himself and he is still sinless. Right. Because they think if you are unclean, you are sin. You have sin. Right. Which all of us do. But that's that was that custom. Right. And so. You got Jesus doing this in front of them and he's like, you know, I am Lord of the Sabbath. Again, paraphrasing, you could definitely check it out. And I think that's so that's such a like boss move in that time. Because that's not the norm. The norm was you don't work on the Sabbath. And here comes Jesus. He's like, I'm going to work on the Sabbath. Because guess what? You know, God's kingdom is going to be coming down on, on earth. I'm bringing God's kingdom on earth. That's an anomaly. That's different. His way of thinking and his way of moving was just different like different different if you're listening to this I urge you especially as a believer as you you pray you read the word you go to church go to work, you go to school, wherever you, whatever stage of your life you're at, you, um, whether you're a husband or wife or whichever, and you, you're walking and you're walking this walk, I, I would say first, consider, consider knowing that Every single person that you're encountering probably has something that they probably wanted to do, um, has gifts, and if they don't know about it, are probably crying out for someone to recognize it. I would, I would leave y'all off with this, you know. Look, look at people, look for people to 
look at the giftings that people have look inside you know look at people and 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 build with people help them pray to God so that they can search and know you know who they are and why they're made a certain way and more importantly think of a different think of the uh, different perspective right of not just of not just seeing it from your point of view we get so caught up in seeing it seeing things our way and being prideful that when we're called to love we just want to yell and shout at people and this is for the the evangelicals and then the people who just want to condone people for no reason that's not how jesus walked we got to be more like jesus we got to be more like an anomaly right where when we walk in jesus was you know he, he he brought things to people in love and truth truth and love you can't have I feel as though you can't have truth without love. You can't have love without truth. It is loving to give truth. But you can't give the truth without love. Because when you just give the truth without love, it just comes off as shouting and and, uh, just, just... you know, coming down on somebody. And the opposite, you can't just say, I'm going to love you, but you're ignoring someone who you believe is, is, is just doing the wrong things, doing wrong. It, it is loving to show them, hey, this is the truth. And you, you, need, you need to be accountable for this or that. Anyway, just recognizing that as an adult, as somebody who's grown up, this weird, different upbringing, God has been able to show me how many differences, how my differences, sorry, are strengths and how it is able to be a blessing to those people who I had no idea it was a blessing to. So I leave you with this. One, love God. Be in his presence. Trust the process and allow him to use you for his glory. This is a seed in the ground podcast. God bless.